The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. First hour of the show in the books already. It is Pure Opelka. You, of course, are welcome at any time to join the conversation. 888 900 888-900-3393. One of the things that is on the agenda today is the vital question of the day. And I have asked uh, earlier this morning, because we're following up on, on this rumor of the Comey, Comey uh, memos. There's more than one. If the president really did ask the, the then FBI director to kill the Flynn probe, is it obstructed, obstruction of justice and everybody take a gulp? Impeachable? Currently, 28% of you say yes, 52% say no, 20% are not sure. That, uh, that's a pretty interesting split. And actually, to, to put a cherry on top of this brief before we invite Emily Zanotti in, uh, the president just finished speaking at the graduation of the Coast Guard, uh, the Coast Guard commencement in New London, Connecticut. And he, uh, he talked about his relationship briefly with the media. Look at the way I've been treated lately, especially by the media. No politician in history, and I say this with great surety, has been treated worse or more unfairly. You can't let them get you down. You can't let the critics and the naysayers get in the way of your dreams. You know, Mr. President, you can't say that nobody's been treated that any worse than you and then say you can't let them get you down. Because if you didn't care about it, you wouldn't say anything about it. All right. I'll go off on this for an hour. Joining me to discuss uh, everything that's going on in the world, because, you know, everything is happening all at the same time today. Uh, My pal from Heat Street, a fellow Chicagoan who braves Chicago to this day. I don't know how she does it, and yet she does. Emily Zanotti from Heat Street, how are you? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. I'm still envious. You got to be in Paris and in France during the last election. Uh, you were kind enough to share some uh, private thoughts 
from the streets as I'm invading uh, you and James's space while you're bouncing around the countryside. But thank you for that. Uh, you didn't no buy any. Did you by any chance hang out and bounce over to Portugal for the 100th anniversary of Fatima? We did not. We're considering going actually um, in October when they do all of the um, official stuff at Fatima. So there's going to be a declaration in October. So we might be going over there in October. I did not know about John Paul II putting the bullet from his assassination attempt into the crown at the shrine. Mm -hmm. And I, I read about that this weekend and I got a chill thinking about that it's just amazing so october again um, uh, maybe you should organize a tour see i i think you guys would be great <laughs> tour guides we're like good you if you want to eat a lot oh yeah yeah we're, i and, and we're get, good you're if like you just want to spend a lot of time eating and going to military history points of interest <laughs> you know i'll bet you this audience would say yes we'd like to see history <laughs> Uh, military history, some religious history, and eat well. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a, a winner. Like you need a third right? job, right? You need, yeah, right. <laughs> you need so, what do you make of all this, Emily Zanotti? You've got you've got law training. You've got the you've got the knowledge of the Constitution from the perspective of somebody who who studied the law. Uh, mm-hmm. This situation with Comey's memo, if if the memos are true. Is this obstruction yeah. of justice? Obstruction of justice is a really difficult concept, particularly when you consider that Mike Flynn didn't really end up being convicted of anything. The investigation went on. Uh, Mike Flynn eventually just left the administration. He was booted from the administration, and that was considered punishment. He went back to private life. So there's a big question as to what justice exactly he was obstructing and also you have to remember that donald trump is actually the head of the executive branch which includes james comey so if james comey was concerned that donald trump might be doing something untoward he certainly had the right to be a whistleblower he certainly could have kept records but in this case we're not entirely sure what donald trump was asking him to do could he end the investigation? Is that possible? Was Trump demanding that he end the investigation? We're going to have to hear a little bit more, and certainly that's going to come from James Comey. Hopefully that'll come from the White House, but it's way, way, way too early to be calling this a felonious obstruction of justice. That's a very clearly explained, so even average Joe like me could understand it, uh, breakdown of this, so I appreciate that. The other side of this, there is another claim that the Times makes. And, you know, I understand the Times has an editorial perspective on things that's different than mine. And there mm-hmm. is a, an allegation that the president also suggested to the then director of the FBI that, that he lock up journalists who print leaks. And I got a chill. And I, I really said, mm-hmm. okay, that's my red line right there. Right there, Mr. President. Yeah. If you did say that, we got problems. Is, is yeah, this even... a, as a journalist who made it through the Obama administration as well, because we have to remember that a lot of this coverage just started when Donald Trump came into office. But Barack Obama had the same kind of relationship with journalists that this is 
an evidence of. I mean, James Rosen was wiretapped by the Obama administration. His parents were wiretapped. There has been a continual animosity with um, with journalists from the presidential quarters for the last maybe 10 or 12 years. This is pushing it in an entirely different direction. Can I lock up journalists? No, no, you cannot lock up journalists. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what, what comes of that allegation, which I actually agree with you. I think that's the more serious allegation here. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of heat for standing up. And I said, look, this is something that, believe it or not, I could stand shoulder to shoulder with Don Lemon and Rachel Maddow mm-hmm. if this is an issue. And that's probably the only thing on which we we would stand shoulder to shoulder. But yet there mm-hmm. it is. Uh, I, we'll have to see. And I guess the only way for any of this to become real is for the memos to get into Jason Chaffetz's hands and for Comey to sit down and testify publicly. He said he wants to talk in public. Yeah. Is are we are we even now close that to he's, that? We're probably getting close to that. I don't know exactly when this will happen, but if he wants to testify, it's almost certain that the Republicans will allow him to testify. There's going to be questions, of course, as to what he can and can't say. He can say a lot more now than he could as a member of the Trump administration, but that doesn't mean He's completely able to say everything. Now, we also have his memos, which will be admissible, and we'd like to see those, too. Uh, Those were what we call in the legal field a contemporaneous writing. So they're definitely evidence of what he was feeling and thinking and witnessed at the time. So they become admissible evidence, too. So these are all things we're going to have to look at. And I think hopefully we will get a look at this because these are serious things that are happening. Yeah, I think this is going to go on. I'm hearing... I'm hearing rumors that there are a bunch of people telling the president he should cancel his overseas trip. Uh, I don't see that happening. Any reality on your end in that that latest bubbling under rumor? I don't think that that's going to happen. I think he's he's anxious to get out of the domestic sphere. And of course, the New York Times isn't going to stop digging in his stuff if he leaves for overseas. And He really wants to make these speeches in the Middle East, as far as we can tell. So he believes that that's something he has to do right away. I don't think he's going to give that up just because the Washington Post has got its undies in a knot. Well, it'll be fun to watch. I don't think he's canceling it either. I just I never know if you've uncovered something like you. You know, we're talking to Emily Zanotti (laughs) from Heat Street, and she uncovered a really big story this week, a story that I've been obsessed with. Uh, because I, I'm a person who follows Kickstarter stuff and Indiegogo stuff. And I, I do not know how I missed the romper for men known as the romp him. This, this article of clothing, which to give it to give it the Mike Opelka explanation, it's a jumpsuit that somebody blinged out tricked up and then cut the legs off and made shorts out of it so it's a it's a man's jumpsuit that's shorts shorts length but it's not like if you think about when i think about jumpsuits i think of like winston churchill's boiler suit which still looks pretty manly um this is not manly this is like a short suit um it looks like something that you'd put on a child like a, a little boy for pictures 
um, or Prince George might wear. It's it's like this little overgrown onesie for men, and it's terrifying. I, I do not want to live in this world if this is where we're going. I'm just waiting for someone to actually put this in a prenup that at any time, if your spouse shows up either wearing one of these or admitting to ordering one with the intention of wearing it, that right. that is that is a reasonable a reasonable exit moment in that relationship. Uh, I think th- any although, church would grant an annulment. <laughs> any church, that's right. I, you know, ISIS would grant you an annulment for this. Even, <laughs> even, but we're looking at it. If you go on to Kickstarter, you can you can put in the romp him. Romp him is all one word. Or you can go to Heat Street and see Emily's done the the research on it here. They initially set up, and this is a Chicago company. Have you talked to these guys? Mm-hmm. I Chicago, have not been able. They say they, they've been underwater. They have not been able to respond to media inquiries. Well, it's being, it was conceived, designed, and will be made in Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. And they, they set out, I thought it was a joke when I said, okay, they, they want to sell $10,000 worth of this stuff. They are currently, as we speak, Almost at a hundred and fifty thousand dollars in <laughs> <Thank> pledged, <laughs> and that's almost doubled since yesterday. So when we first started working on the story back on Monday, they had just cleared ten thousand. They were like at fourteen or sixteen thousand. When I checked yesterday, they were at seventy thousand. So now you're saying that they've actually doubled that. They're now at one hundred and fifty thousand. Like there's and, nothing and- else you guys can give your money to. Come on. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm sure this is there. I would bet a third of these are you lost a bet and you have to wear this to <laughs> the next company picnic or family picnic. Because, you know, you, ask your husband, uh, do you guys ever bet that you have to wear the loser's hockey jersey? Yes, of course you do. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. But this one with the front shirt pocket, the adjustable waist, the zippered back pocket, deep pockets, front and back. I I will bet the guys I play golf with that somebody has to wear the romp him <laughs> during a tournament if they lose a round because it's it's just worth it. It's fantastic. Well, you should bet now too because there's actually a Fourth of July limited edition that is stars and stripes related. So if you order like in the next week or so, you can get you can get a patriotic romper. Which I'm seems looking more at, embarrassing than just the regular one. I'm looking at the patriotic Fourth of July special edition, which is a little extra money. It's almost two hundred <laughs> bucks. It's a little... Yeah, it's but it looks like something my little sisters wore to a family picnic thirty years ago mm-hmm. on the south side of Chicago. But it it is a, a wonderful distraction from all the insanity here. Yeah, and I, I sure appreciate you bringing it to my attention because now I have to figure out. Who I can bet. I got to have somebody I can bet to. We, we have to be able to embarrass someone. I know, the president. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be? <laughs> no, not. No. You know, I, no, somebody would be fired, so fired, for giving that to Donald Trump. But, uh, you know, you wear it around Trump National. I think the shorts, frankly, are too short to wear on a golf course. Yes. Uh, most golf courses would go, no, 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 no. You, you, yeah, you have to go. I don't think you'd be able to wear them doing any sort of physical activity. I mean, I, they seem a little too short. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. 1970s NBA short length. 
you know. It's... Right. Yeah. It's, it's definitely Sears catalog circa 1975. <laughs> and it scares me that you know that because you're not old enough <laughs> to know that. Emily Zanotti from Heat Street. Thank you, my friend. I hope uh, I hope you'll visit with us again soon. Anytime. Thank you. She's on Twitter. She's all over the Internet. Her stuff is on Heat Street, which is heatst.com. It's the um, newer online version of the Wall Street Journal for the cool kids. And that's why we love Emily Zanotti and the stuff she covers. She covers serious stuff from Comey to Hillary to the romp him. Yeah, I know. It's silly. When we get back uh, around the corner, we have Lise Wheel. She's going to continue the, the discussion on the Comey situation. But I have to get with you uh, with some serious talk about an ad McDonald's ran that I find to be offensive. And we'll try and deal with it next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Your Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I need more time than I have allotted here to get into this McDonald's story. But there is a story from Mickey D's. And, and I am admittedly one of the people who loves some Mickey D's. And I get I get the same craving everybody else says. They There was a survey recently that asked people, if you ever go for a burger, what's the burger you crave? And it was the Big Mac. So, yeah, I'm a Big Mac craver and maybe a quarter pounder, but rarely more than once a month. And the French fries. Yes, the French fries. Okay, you caught me. But McDonald's did something in England that just really has spun me out. Uh, and I just need a little more time to dig into it completely. And so uh, I'll have to hold it till after we talk to Lise Wheel which we're going to do just around the corner. Also, there was something that happened on um, Jimmy Fallon's program last night that I think is worth noting. When we talk about the situation with Donald Trump and the, the problem with leaks in the White House, see, that bothers me more than some of the things the president said because the president is the president and he's allowed to declassify information and as emily pointed out he's allowed to as the head of the executive branch talk to the people who work for him like the director of the fbi and until we get it out of comey's mouth we don't know exactly what kind of pressure was exerted but it's the leaks that bother me it's the leaks from the white house that i find most disturbing and apparently 
So did Jimmy Fallon and his writers when they gave us this little gem last night. Are you a man in your 70s? Yes. Are you dealing with an embarrassing problem? Yes. Are you unable to stop yourself from uncontrollable and messy leaks? Yes! Well, don't worry, because now there's Depends for presidents. Whether it's information about Russia, the Middle East, or even... China! You don't have to fire anyone. Just get Depends for presidents. Stop your own leaks. Yeah, stop your own leaks. There's more from Fallon last night. There apparently was something that somebody noticed in Donald Trump's speech to the graduates at Liberty University last week. Remember during the convention last summer where we had the, the mess up with Melania Trump pretty much lifting Michelle Obama's speech? <laughs> well, apparently Mr. Trump may have lifted or has a speech writer who lifted something from a movie, a very famous movie. When we get back, uh, we'll, we'll dive into the Trump situation a little more, and we'll talk to Lise Wheel, author, trial lawyer, really smart person, and she'll weigh in on all this next on Pure Opelka. We'll ask, is it legal? You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. And, um, you know, I, I know I, I get angry with some of the snowflakes and the social justice warriors out there when they are constantly talking about how things aren't fair and it's just not fair and they want fairness and they get all bent out of shape and they protest and they make signs and all that stuff. And, and I was... I was just getting ready to introduce our next guest and it's somebody I've watched for years and uh, followed her career. And, and now I'm kind of tempted to say, it's just not fair. It's just not fair. You can't be, you can't be this smart and then be this good of a writer as well in the entertainment area of things. I'm talking about Lise wheel and you, we watched her regularly on Fox. I, I want to scream. Is it legal at her whenever I see her? And now the 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 um, the newsmakers novel series that the next one is about to come out, the separatist or it's you can actually get it now online. And I'm thinking you're not allowed to have this much talent in both real life, serious stuff and in fiction and novel writing. So um, I, I would just want that on record, Miss Wheel, that uh, it's just not fair. Well, thank you so. Well, thank you so much. What a great introduction! It's just not fair. Gosh darn it's it! It's just not. It's just not fair. You can be this smart. You can get the Harvard education. You can be, you know, so good on the TV, and then you also have this gift of creating this these wonderful tales and the, the newsmaker novel series. Of course, the Separatists, the latest one out. I everybody asks you, and I'm not above asking you either. Um, 
this uh, Erica Sparks character a little autobiographical? Well, yeah, you could say. I mean, she's the intrepid reporter that's out there to get the truth. But I got to tell you, it's really scary in writing these books. I mean, the last one was about the candidate, you know, and it, it you know, about it, it, was, it was really a wild ride without it. And with this one, with the separatists and the secession movement and the real possibility that one political party, whether it's the left or the right, I mean, it doesn't really matter which one gets so angry that they kind of say, you know, forget it. Uh, we're just going to split apart and we're just going to create um, our own country and uh, to heck with the rest of you. And so Erica Sparks is out there and she's, you know, trying to cover what's going on with that. And she uncovers, of course, you know, as Erica only could do, a sinister part to all of that. But, you know, it really, it really is sort of life imitating art or art imitating life or whatever that expression is, because, you know, when I write, I I do look around and of course you do think about politics as they are and think, you know, this really could happen because one party or the other gets so angry with it and just says, I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it. I just want to get out of the mess and just create our own society. And well, I think we, and, you know, we we're, we're so we're, we could see it. We could actually see it happen, and we are. We're, we're it not. Happen. We're not far from it, right? Because we we right. are. There are states that are talking about breaking up. Absolutely. There are discussions of you know. There are a lot of people on the left coast and the right coast who would like to say, "We'll take the coastline. All you people in the middle can yeah. have your own Second Amendment country." And you know, some of us are going, "Hey, wait a minute! I I don't mind a little bit of the East Coast. Calm down." So, yeah, it does feel like it, it's uh, not only a little autobiographical, but also a little bit torn from the headlines here. Uh, we're talking to Lise Wheel, if you just tuned in. She is uh, a, a prominent trial lawyer, worked as a federal prosecutor. You saw her on Fox News, and we always like to yell, is it legal in your segment? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm yelling it at home all the time. They can't do that. Is that legal? So I'm glad you're here today, not just to plug your book, but to talk about the situation we're facing in in the White House and along with the the reports of these Comey uh, contemporaneous memos that are out there. I've never seen the word contemporaneous used in so many places in one day. And um, I, I guess this is just like the, the legal world's way of saying you keep a journal. Is that a fair comparison? It, it's a very nice comparison. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's like it's like keeping a journal. And but it lands you, you know, right uh, in impeachment world. And Do, does it? Where it? Well, it does, because in the world of politics, I remember Impeachment is politically driven. I said politically, and I am using my words very carefully here. Politically, political and politically driven, not legally driven. And I, I am so careful about this. And I, and I dare say I have a right to be because I do have knowledge about impeachment as I worked on the impeachment of President Clinton. Mm-hmm. Um, I really was one of the lawyers. I was hired by the Democrats. So I was hired by the minority. I was by the minority side 
to represent the uh, Judiciary Council um, in the impeachment of President Clinton. So I didn't represent President Clinton. I represented the minority side, which, of course, represented, you know, was kind of on the side of President Clinton. And so I yeah. saw up close and personal what it is to go through an impeachment of a president of the United States. And I saw that it is completely politically driven, not legally driven, although there's all sorts of terms about high crimes and misdemeanors and things like that. So what's being bandied around today is this notion. I mean, this is just me looking at it, but I, I mean, I don't often say that I've got you know, some real background in something. But this one I do, okay? So I'll really step up and say, there ain't not that many lawyers out there that do. Maybe 20 of us in the country that are living, that have actually lived through this. And I'm one of them. And so what's being bandied around right now is whether or not what President Trump did could possibly rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. The, the memo that's out, the potential memo that's out there, let's just assume it is, saying, hey, you know, um, you know, call me, could you just sort of like make this go away, make this investigation, you know, just go away. Is that obstruction? If that's obstruction, um, then, you know, clearly the argument would be that would rise to a level of high crimes and misdemeanors. If that rose to a level of high crimes and mister misdemeanors, then that would be bing, bing, bing. That would be a impeachment uh, level crime, if you will, okay? So that would be articles, that would be then turned, now it would be time to draw up articles, what they call articles of impeachment, and get the whole process rolling with the committee in the Congress and then through the Senate, which is bang, we're right back where we were with President Clinton. I mean, I, I, I'm blabbing along, so I know you need to, so you need to say something, so I just don't take well, up all your time, uh, but I do have, I do I, have an opinion on how that would work and, and well, where we want to go down that route. I appreciate your clarity on the steps because we all, we all, like you said, we're not one of those 20 who are out there who went through the process before. And uh, unlike some other hosts you've appeared with, I don't like to jump in and cut you off. That's just me. I was raised differently. <laughs> oh, gee, so you I, think I've had that happen to me before? <laughs> maybe. I'm just saying it might have happened once or twice. I, I, I don't want to factor that in there, if you know what I'm saying. Just but factor that in. <laughs> you see what I did there. But so if this here's my question, and maybe you have an opinion on this, like you might have hinted, if this does, if this all bears out as Comey has allegedly told the New York Times and other places that his contemporaneous memory remembers Trump asking him to end the Flynn probe. And I'm more concerned about him saying the president asked him to jail reporters who published leaks. That's a bigger problem for me. Um do you think the House, with its Republican majority, will have the, I guess, the courage of convictions to go forward with articles of impeachment and and move towards impeaching this president? Well, we're walking down that process a long way. Um, you know, then you again, it's, then you obviously get in the optics. I will tell you when the articles of impeachment were drawn up for President Clinton that, um, and I'd have to remember exactly the number. I mean, it was like, was it 12 or 16? I'd have to go back and look, actually look at my notes, and there were boxes and boxes because it became, there were some that the public saw, obviously, but there were, that wasn't the actual number. Um, and when, 
there were public uh, hearings and the press was there. There was a lot of vociferous debate. When they were private and the press wasn't there, not so much. Um, so that, you know, the, the press being there and the public eye and the scrutiny on these things has a huge impact on, you know, the debate that goes on. And that's very sure. important potentially to the outcome. Um, now, Wait, are again, you we don't to- have that much precedent to these things. Yeah. Are you trying to tell me that politicians will act differently when there's a television camera on them? Gee, I mean, I'm just talking from my little old experience um, from that side as being one of the people that sat, you know, literally behind the politicians and gave them their talking points. Here, congressman or congresswoman, here's what you're supposed to say. And I just kind of noticed that they really were a lot more interested when... Uh, the press was there. That that by, at that point, I was not a press person. I was a lawyer person. You know, well, so I've seen it from that, all perspectives. Um, that experience is is uh, quite valuable and something we hope to hear about in the future. Uh, we're we're talking with Lise Wheel. She has a brand new book out, the final series in the Newsmakers novels, The Separatists. You can find it on Amazon. If you're a Kindle reader, you can get it instantly and it's a very good deal if you're a, a a person who likes to have a book in their hands like me it's also available lisa i hope in the future you will come back if you want to discuss this more we have an open door because i appreciate your historical perspective and uh your opinions on it as well so open door thank my friend. You so, open door thank you so much my friend i really appreciate that and the historical perspective you know i just feel like you made me just feel sound like a dinosaur can we just like could say, put that in a prettier way next yes. time yes. like she was in well, grammar well, school we have to work and, on that one as as a child prodigy in grammar school she studied the imperial. <laughs> we'll get in. I'll fix it. I'll make well, good we'll on it. We'll have to work now. on that one because now I just feel like I hundred turned 102 on this program. <laughs> well, you know, you just might be a student of history. Eh, okay. It's just not fair. <laughs> All right. I, I, you, you're, this is the point where you tell me, stop digging. You're down in the hole. Stop digging. That's okay. Which I will. Stop. Stop no, no, my friend, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We we part friends until the next time. How's that? Thank you. We'll put the gloves on again soon. Thank you, Lisa you Wheel. Have it. a great Take rest care. of your day. Have a great uh, Bye-bye. The, her books are great. They're bestsellers, and you can find out more about it. And I really would like to know more about what she witnessed during the Clinton impeachment. But that's going to have to wait for another day. This is Mike Opelka on Pure Opelka. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. You know, I was right. This show, uh, just three hours may not be enough. We're going to have leftovers. We are going to have stuff left over today. So I'm trying to prioritize and get to the things that are perishable, if you will. Perishable. Uh, we talked about Trump and Geraldo and Jason Chaffetz wanting the memos. Uh, we didn't talk about President Obama. And, you know, People Magazine, can we go back to the real purpose of People Magazine? 
Uh, there was a movie back in the 80s that had Jeff Goldblum and a bunch of other kind of grown-up celebrities at the time. And uh, Glenn Close was in it. And Jeff Goldblum's character played a, a writer from a magazine like People Magazine. And his, his friends from college, they'd gotten together because somebody died. And his friends from college were basically saying, how can you write that, that horrible stuff? And, and he said, well, you know, we just have one rule that you can't write a story longer than the average person spends in the bathroom. Because that's, I guess, where you're supposed to read it. And that's what I've always looked at People magazine as the the reading material when you're in the bathroom. And so when I read the story that People magazines, People politics, yes, they're into the politics now, that they they got quotes from some friends of the Obamas who dared to say that Barack called Donald Trump a BSer, only he didn't abbreviate. That Barack Obama called Donald Trump a BSer. Oh my gosh, we're supposed to be surprised, aren't we? We're supposed to be shocked and appalled that that President Obama, who was harangued for years by Donald Trump, who was called out by Trump dozens of times, fired back with something less than gracious. People magazine, stay in your lane, would you? Really, stay in your lane. When we get back next hour, I have to break down my McDonald's anger because I'm very upset with McDonald's. Also, there's more on Donald Trump and his commencement speeches. And uh, a prominent Republican is calling what Donald Trump allegedly did as grounds for impeachment. I'll share names next. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.